Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Bingo. Yo, yo, yo. What is, I almost tried to do a Kermit voice right now and I couldn't do it, but yo, yo, yo. What is going on? This is the Clip and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Russo. And the reason I said I was going to do partially trying to do a Kermit voice, but then like chickened out at the last minute is because Tomara Zarli from Clutch Points is with me yet again. And Tomara, are you going to do the voice? Do the voice. Just do it. Yo, yo, yo. No, that was, that was a half-ass. Hold on. <clears throat> Hello, Justin. Nice to be on the <laughs> Clip and Roll podcast again. Uh, it sounds like German Oscar the Grouch. It's 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 I, I I just don't work on it enough, so it's like it's very inconsistent when it comes out. I only let it out in COD when I play someone in COD or this podcast, apparently. So I have not played Warzone in like th- four months. Well, Warzone is broken. We're all playing Rebirth right now. Is that what? Wait, Rebirth. Don't say you don't know not... what Rebirth is. It's, it's no, it's I I know, I know what Rebirth is, but is Rebirth like not broken as much as Warzone? Well, there's fewer hackers. Um... There, I mean, it's just it's just more fast paced. Like I'm not trying to run around for 50 minutes not seeing anyone and then just get sniped out an hour by a hacker like you do in Verdun. In so, your first gunfight, yeah. So like, I I, I'd just rather play Rebirth where you come back, you land hot, okay, you die, you come back in five seconds, and then you're back. And if you die, you just run it back real quick. It's not that bad. Um, I, I just, do see the YouTube videos from like Tim the Tatman and stuff about like ha- like spectating hackers, and I. I Early on, I went from a stage of like, why would you even hack to, wow, most of them are actually pretty bad. No, it's it's ridiculous. The people who are who are just um, tracking me through walls and then as soon as they come out, I just get sniped. It's like, bro, <laughs> really? <laughs> They're not even hiding but, it. Yeah, yeah. But in any case, that's when I use the voice. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll start doing it more often. I, was, I wanted to start streaming myself, but I just haven't found the route. I haven't found the time to start streaming. So. Well, we don't uh, have time because this off season has particularly been only like four days. It's been very bad. Yeah, I'm already stressed out, and the next season starts in basically a month, or actually probably like three weeks at this point now. So, yeah, it's been great. Love it, love it. Anxiety's through the roof. Love it. How you doing? You doing good? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Today's Thursday. Um, just just getting through the week. And uh, yeah, we you know, we have a groundbreaking next week. We have a training camp in a couple weeks. So yeah, ready to, ready to get started. Um, the only groundbreaking thing is uh, our love for each other. Is it ground baking? Did I say baking? Breaking? Whatever. Ground, ground baking. Well, we're baking it up too. So, you know, we're letting it rise. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah. Anyways, so there's been very minimal Clippers news over the last you know two to three weeks. Um, I understand we're not giving you a podcast every week or twice a week as we probably should, but there'd be more of the day talk. Okay. At the end of the day, um, like if there, (laughs) I hate you so much at the the end of the day though, when there is news, we try to bring it. So there was a little bit of news. Um, Chief among the news is that the Clippers have signed I, I don't want to say veteran big man because he's not really a veteran. Veteran, he's been in the NBA for three seasons though. Harry Giles, who last season played for the Portland Trailblazers, and the two years before that he was with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Giles is an interesting case because he was the 20th overall pick in 2017, but he missed 
His entire first season in the NBA, he missed the 17-18 season due to uh, knee issues. Um, he's had multiple knee operations in his, in his uh, I guess, brief career. Um, I believe each knee's been operated on a couple times. I don't want to... I don't want to say that's the actual fact, but I know he's had knee surgeries, plural. And it makes sense um, if you want to even it out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his, uh, his first year in Sacramento technically becomes 2018-19 as far as, you know, on-court time. Um, like I said, his first two years are in Sacramento. He's primarily a center, goes to Portland, only plays 38 games, only ends up logging just basically 350 minutes, doesn't really play at all in the postseason, played four total minutes for them in the postseason. So really nothing. Um, he's an interesting case though, because when he was in high school, which is where he suffered his first major knee injury, when he was in high school, a lot of places had him as the top recruit in the nation. So this is 2016 had him as the top recruit or maybe second best, whichever way you want to go in that season. It was kind of interesting because it was him and Josh Jackson, and Lonzo, I believe, were the top three, and and Marco Fultz as well. Excuse me; those were the those were like basically the top four guys uh, that year as far as the draft went. But Josh Jackson was seen by a lot as the number one guy. Harry Giles, pretty much across the board, was number two or number one in some cases. So he had the talent, high level recruit, goes to Duke. Problem with Harry Giles is that at Duke he didn't even really play that much because of his injuries. Plays twenty six games, comes out to exactly three hundred minutes. He's on the same team as Luke Kennard um, when they're at Duke. So there is some, I guess, familiarity between Kennard and Giles from their Duke days, uh, that one season together. But even at Duke, you know, Giles plays 26 games. He only starts six of them, only averaged 11 and a half minutes per game, only averaged four points and four rebounds. But that's because he had knee issues and because he was coming back from, from, you know, knee surgery but the whole thing we've heard about Harry Giles is he has the talent. Like, the talent's there. This is the guy who has the talent. And unfortunately for him, he has not been in a position through, sometimes through no fault, fault of his own, sometimes through the fault of, like, you know, not being up to speed on the court, where he's not been able to hit the ground running. And you look at him, he's 23 years old, six foot 10, 7'3 wingspan, not a super chiseled guy, but he's about 240 pounds. He's primarily a center. And this is just a really long-winded way of asking you, Tomer, like, do you think there's a spot for him on this roster? Because it's a non-guaranteed deal. Now, that doesn't mean he's just a camp invite. I'm just curious, like, what you see as possibly if there is a fit for him on the roster to survive camp like like what is it that you see in him that he could give the clippers if anything i mean i think the bigger news here is that the clippers um you know clearly luke Kennard has a voice in the front office they went to him for advice to on who they should sign and clearly he said sign harry giles so we're clearly well, Ka- building Kawhi's out so you need a new best player and of course it's luke they Kennard. are who, building you go? building around luke Kennard. you love to see it wouldn't uh, you <laughs> After that postseason, yeah. I mean, I look. I I struggled to see how it. I, I think it is a campaign, but I think it is. It is. You know, they do want to see how he performs and how healthy he is, because um, there have been a lot of question marks around him and his and his health. Um, so I, it's it's tough for me to see this as anything more than a camp invite right now, just to see where he's at physically. Uh, if he can compete at you know at a high level, 
Uh, if you can go through the NBA grind, we know 82 games is a lot to deal with. Um, so I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of that. Uh, I don't think they need, um, you know, in my opinion, I think they needed a center, uh, who could create for themselves a bit more, um, or help in the playmaking aspect because without Kawhi, um, for much of next season, who knows how long yet, but, um, without Kawhi, you're, they're going to struggle a bit to create offense. I think, um, if they're reliant on guys like, uh, PG Reggie and, and and no nobody in the center position anyways. Um, I think that's that's kind of why I like Demarcus Cousins for this team because he was able to create for himself, score. We saw. I mean, defensively, I don't know how much that really matters in the regular season. We're just trying to they're just trying to get through um, through this and then get to the postseason. So um, I don't know how much defensively it mattered, but I do think that Harry Giles. I think we've seen a youth movement is, is what I think. And, and I think Giles fits that because there's already, what, I think eight or nine players who are 25 or younger um, on this roster right now. Yeah, it's very uh, weird. Zoo is like Zoo, Zoo is the oldest, and I think Kennard's like 24, I believe. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But in any case, they're, they're going with the youth movement. They're trying to see what they have in a year that may not feature Kawhi for the entirety. Uh, we don't know yet. Um, but it, it's smart. I think see what you got in these guys, see see what they have, um, see if there's potential fits down the line if Kawhi can come back this year or next year, and uh, you you kind of just go from there. Um, so I, I don't really hate the move. I think I think it's a, it's a good, um, you know, good move to see what you have in Giles and see what he can give you. Uh, but I think for the sake of the regular season, I think a guy like Demarcus Cousins would have made sense. Um, again, from the aspect of, you know, from the standpoint of he can create for himself, he can score the ball, he can command double teams, he's a decent passer. Um, and so I, I just think all those things made sense for a team in the regular season without Kawhi. So, um, but again, I, I don't hate the move. I'm curious to see what they have in Giles. So this is way off the reservation, but just humor me for a second. Do you know what Avita Zubots and Harry Giles have in common? What do they have in common? You're not going to get this if, if, if even if I gave you a thousand guesses. A th- that's a lot of guesses, dude. That's a thousand. That's a that's a that's a thousand guesses. That's a lot of guesses. Uh, what do they have in common? I, I'm not. I'm not going to get it. They played against each other in the gold medal game of the 2015 FIBA Under 19 World Championships. Now, why in the hell do you think I would know that? Harry Giles that day put up 13 points, 16 rebounds. That that day as well, Visa Zubats put up 12 points and 13 rebounds and three blocks. Oh. Um, Giles was actually named to the all-tournament team. Do you know who the most valuable player was in that tournament? Jalen Brunson. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, it, it was just a random thing that I found interesting that they played against each other. How did you even find this? Did you just Google every Clipper's name with Harry Giles? No, I saw that uh, Giles was on Team USA for the 2015 FIBA Under-19 World Cup in Greece, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. He, oh, he was also named to the all-tournament team. So I, I went to the Under-19 World Cup, and I saw that the gold medal game was against Croatia, and the leading rebounder for Croatia, Ivica Zubac. Interesting. So yeah. then I guess they they do have a history of one another. So then that's maybe a, maybe Zoo is the one who recruited Giles here. Wow. That's right. He was like, that's you know big. what? That guy's a monster. They're building after- around Zoo. That's the truth. That oh man, it all zoo and canard, the new one two punch. I mean, who didn't see this coming after the, the new CP3 and Blake, huh? <laughs> call it uh, 
Lob City. Is there a joke here? Ah, I'm trying to think of this. Uh, it's it's too early in the day. We can't we can't do this in the day. But um, <laughs> Giles is interesting because the talent's there. Um, he's a very good passer. I think that needs to be talked about more. Like you're not going to see it on the actual stat sheet. Like you're not going to be blown away by his assist average. His passing though is very good. Um, he is athletic. He does compete on the glass. He has some semblance of a mid-range jumper. There are issues though, as you know, look, here's the easiest way to put this. If there weren't issues with Harry Giles, he would not be a non-guaranteed contract, you know, early in September. Okay. Like he wouldn't be around to be picked up. Uh, it's just the nature of how it goes. Uh, his health is the biggest thing. If Harry Giles is able to show that he is healthy, I don't think it's a shock that he ends up on the Clippers. I understand the DeMarcus Cousins thing, but you pointed out the Clippers have tried to go younger and more athletic this offseason. So I understand the idea with going to get Harry Giles. Yeah, again, I, I don't, I don't hate the move. I just, I just think when you look at the 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 course of an eighty-two game season, when you look at, first of all, Demarcus Cousins was the best Paul George hype man I have ever seen. Greatest. Um, on multiple occasions, unprompted too. So, uh, from that perspective, you know, from a media standpoint, that that guy's a great interview. Um, you know, he had that joke where he joked that he was getting double teamed. And, and remember, I asked him why about that. So, like, he's, I think not, he's, he's, I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah. So, he like, he, he's a great personality. He's a great, um, you know, I think he's a little misunderstood, you know. But at the same time, I, I thought that he made sense because, again, 82 games is a lot to ask your guards to do everything for you. Um, especially when you, I think we saw last year's guys hit their shooting slumps at times. Um, you're not going to shoot. 40, what did they shoot? 41.3%, I think, from three. Uh, you're not going to shoot that well. Uh, you're not going to shoot that well um, every single night. And so I think a guy like Cousins would have helped them be able to create offense, you know, easier baskets inside, give PG and Reggie some breaks offensively uh, where they don't have to create themselves. Um, so it's strictly from that perspective, I thought DeMarcus made a lot of sense. And, and who knows? This might just be a camp deal for Giles to show what he can do. Um, and then they, they may let him go and sign cousins or they may make another move. Who knows? But, um, I think, I think everything's on the table with this Clippers team right now. I, I think that's for sure. But, um, that's the, the fascinating, but that's the fascinating part. I don't think there's anything that's off the table. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and in a year like this, I don't think you can have anything off the table. Correct. Um, I think you have to explore different avenues and we saw that when they traded, um, Pat Bev and Rajon Rondo. Um, I think Rondo played like 19 regular season games and what was it? 20 playoff games, 18, too many. Games. <laughs> um, but you know, they traded those two away. Um, wasn't easy to do. Uh, well, at least on the Pat Bev side, um, you, you saw them, um, you know, trade for some draft picks, um, in a year that again, won't have Kawhi, but you have a lot of vets on this team and they got younger. So I, I, I just think everything's on the table. Uh, and it's smart. It makes sense. See what you have in your young guys. Try to build some, 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 some value and experience in these guys, and and go from there and see what you can get. Uh, so I think, you know, Clippers have struggled with some point guard play. Uh, well, I don't say they struggled. Everyone made a big deal about them needing a playmaker last year, which I didn't, I didn't think was was well. Rondo wasn't the guy they needed if if they were going to get a guy. Um, but you know, Terrence Mann. You know, we don't talk about him as the young guy as much because they they have three rookies and. Um, 
but Terrence Mann is, is 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 in for a big year in my in my opinion, and I think that he can kind of lead that youth movement at times when when PG and and uh, Reggie or some of the older vets aren't aren't on the floor. So I'm kind of rambling here, but yeah, there's just there's I, I, a lot no, I get to, what you're saying. There's a lot to uh, to look forward to for this for this season. Uh, also, apparently, reaching an agreement on a non guaranteed deal is George King. George King, for those who don't know, I kind of understand why you wouldn't. George King is 27 years old. Uh, the interesting thing with him is that he was in the NBA previously in 2018, 19 with the Phoenix suns. However, he only played one game. He's out of the university of Colorado. Um, George, this summer league was with the Portland trailblazers. He, he averaged 11 points, five rebounds and nearly two steals a game shot 44% from three on five attempts a game. So that's, that's good to see. Um, but he only played three games in Las Vegas. So, um, also it's summer league and he's 27 years old in summer league. So you would hope he does well in summer league, which he did. He did well. Uh, George is a small forward who is just going to compete for a roster spot. He's also just a can't to me. He's just a camp body. I don't mean that in a disparaging way. He's a camp body that they're going to have to throw out there in, in lineups to see what they got. Wow. That's and so it kind of, that's so messed it, up. It, it does sound a little bit messed up. That's I don't so mean it to mean. sound messed up though. Um, He's probably going to play some preseason games. So, you know, that's, that's cool. Um, I don't expect him to make the final roster, but you need, you need bodies and he's another body. And Hey, if you, if he honestly shows out, he could get a two way deal. You never know. Um, Also in the news for the Clippers is that they signed Moses Wright to an exhibit 10 contract uh, that was reported by Keith Smith of Spotrack. Um, Wright is a six, nine power forward. He spent four years at, the, at uh, Georgia tech. He is the ACC player of the year and did make ACC's all defensive team. Wright is actually an interesting story primarily because he did not play organized basketball before he got to high school. Then he started playing basketball and then he was on the JV team for a couple years and he didn't make varsity until his senior season where he then had like this breakout season uh, in high school in North Carolina ends up going to Georgia tech was not, you know, at all heavily recruited goes to Georgia tech has a nice little upswing in his career arc this past season. Like I said, ACC player of the year put up 17 points and eight rebounds, a couple assists, a steal and a half, a block and a half shot 53, 41. Um, he's an intriguing guy because and I don't mean that like, oh, he's 100% making the roster. I'm just saying like he's an intriguing guy because he doesn't have a ton of basketball experience, but he does have tools. He's very athletic. He is versatile. He's a good pick and roll big man as as far as a roller. And if you throw the ball up near the rim, odds are with his 7-3 wingspan, or excuse me, 7-1 wingspan, he's going to jump up, catch it, and dunk it. So he's a very intriguing guy. I think he's the fit for the second two-way spot which the first two-way spot is already going to Jay Scrub. Uh, Amir Coffey had the second two-way spot. He is on a uh, a qualifying offer for the Clippers right now. So there's no way of knowing like if they're going to bring uh, Amir back. But I do think Moses Wright is an intriguing camp body who will then become the second two-way guy alongside Jay Scrub. And hey, it doesn't hurt to have more athletic bigs. You need them kind of in this era of the NBA. So that's good. And and you know what? If his shot continues to develop as it did his senior year at Georgia Tech, maybe there's something there. Maybe not. I don't know. It's just uh, he's an intriguing guy. And 
as far as a ghost home air, like at this point, the only news we're going to get out of the Clippers is camp invites and bodies. And that's kind of what Moses, uh, Moses Wright and George King are. So it is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with, with most of this. Like, it's just, it's just seeing what guys have. Uh, I think what training camp rosters can be twenty players, I believe. Twenty. So, so you might as well load up on that and try to see who can, uh, who can compete at, at a higher level. Who, who maybe you didn't see, uh, who maybe you didn't know could do something and you know could show you some things during camp. Um, I, I don't know where camp is this. Um, this year for the Clippers, it might be. I cannot somewhere. imagine they go anywhere. I, I could just can't. I cannot imagine they go to Hawaii or anything. I mean, I'd love to go to Hawaii, but um, yeah, I think I I'm, think it's gonna be. I'm broke local. and poor, so. <laughs> um, but you could go to Hawaii. Just send me pictures, and I'll act like I was there. <laughs> uh, remember when I went? We you went know, to OKC and, and pretended that was uh, the season finale. Oh, that's right. Um, you know, I've never been to Hawaii. Oh really? I mean, Never. I I went for the first time what two years ago. So, um, two three yeah. yeah camp. I just camp was my first time. So, I I I obviously want to go. I've just never had the opportunity. I mean, going during COVID is a weird time. So, uh, and, and the now they're telling are pretty tight. So, well, ne- well, Hawaii is telling people not to go. So that I'm going to respect that and not go. People are trying to get in there with fake vaccine cards. That's why. Oh well, yeah. Of course, a couple people I, I saw got arrested for that. So good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it should make them swim home. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the, it's just a camp. I think this is just camp rosters and just figure out who can, who can do what. And I mean, we know the guys who are going to be playing next year. Um, we know the guys who are going to be on the roster next year for the most part. Um, I think. Uh, you know, maybe a team like Orlando or some of the lower tier teams uh, could be keeping an eye on some of these players and, and how they perform. Um, That's really all I see out of it. If I'm being honest, I I don't, I don't think there's much here. Um, The Clippers have their young guys. They have their vets. They have their, you know, middle-aged guys. So, well, an an NBA term middle-aged. So um, I just, I I don't see what these guys really do um, to be honest with you, but uh, yeah, I mean, good, good for them. Hopefully they show out in camp and they're able to get themselves a spot uh, on a roster. All right, before we go, we have to talk about the biggest news, which is that the Clippers have announced their they're signing uh, groundbreaking... me. Yes, they have signed. Yeah, How sure. do you know? I know, right? Yes, uh, I will yeah. be joining the LA Clippers as a um, player as a on the training boy. camp roster. <laughs> it's a water boy. Yeah, well, a water boy on the training camp roster. Hey, hey, I'd take that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm making the final water boy roster though. <laughs> Got to sprint harder. Yeah, they they only let twenty on on the training camp roster, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, the Clippers announced that their groundbreaking ceremony for the new home in Inglewood will be on September seventeenth. So when you, by the time you're listening to this, it's basically a week from today. Uh, per the press release, here's what it says: The LA Clippers will host a groundbreaking ceremony on Friday, September seventeenth, to celebrate the beginning of construction for their new home in Inglewood, which is scheduled to open for the 2024-25 NBA season. Among the people who are supposed to be talking are Steve Ballmer, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, or at least there, maybe not talking, but among the people there, supposedly going to be Steve Ballmer, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Jillian Zucker, Ty Lue, uh, Inglewood Mayor James T. Butts, among others. Uh, I hope to see Reggie Jackson there because that would mean he made it safely off of his boat where he's been just speeding around in L.A. or somewhere. His Instagrams have been fun. <laughs> Is that all the release said? Yeah. There was nothing else on information on how to attend or anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot say. 
inside joke. <laughs> Can't cannot divulge this information. Um, you should just email but, uh, at Justin Russo at y'all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Imagine if that was my email. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was a good uh, guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not a bad one. Um, most people have emails with variations of their names. I do not because Stop I'm calling me out, Jesus. Cause I'm different. Yeah. I'm just built different, you know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, mine's uh, Russo dot Justin. Yeah, that's right. I would, first. I would, I would reverse, you know, Bitch. uh, it's, it's, it's candy man, but you have to say it five times and then I'll just magically slap you through. Oh the my God. Screen. Not you too. Um, I don't like candy man. I've never seen it. So I'm not interested in horror flicks or drama flicks. I'm not, or thriller flicks, I'm so. not a horror guy. So I'm not, a horror um, but anyways, Jeez. but anyways, groundbreaking ceremony. September 17th, new arena opens 2024. Um, if that sounds a long way off, it's because it is. We'll probably all be dead by then anyways, but hey. Um, hey, at least they're going to get their new arena, which means no more 87,000 five and sevens. You know what? I... Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish with that. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Even though it seems like a, a long time from now. It's not. When they first announced this, um, it felt like forever. And Was it I think years ago? It was only like two or three years ago. Yeah, I think during, um, I think the early part of it was, of the, it was, it was, I think the year, the year Kawhi and PG uh, came here. I think the year before that they announced it or they, they hinted at it or something like that. And then um, everyone was just like, oh, it's so far away, whatever. They, what did you purchase the form last year in July or something like that? And then groundbreaking this year. So, I mean, while, while it seems very far away, I, the way the way the last year and a half has gone, it might be a blur. I'll just say that it might just be a blur to all of us. So, so uh, July twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, Clippers released images of the proposed arena. Yeah, there you go. So two two years ago. There you go, and then yeah, and then last year you purchased the uh, the forum so to make things easier, speed things up. So it'll be faster than than I think oh, we all think. Actually, I'm I'm sorry. This went on longer. In December 2018, Clippers filed a countersuit against the Madison Square Garden Company, alleging that they tried to prevent competition with the forum. So this dates back to 2018. So if you go back to 2018, it's been three years. And if you wait three more, you'll be in the new arena. There you go. So you're halfway done. Yeah, you're halfway through the crap, you know. Yeah. You just It's like Andy Dufresne. Just keep trucking along in that crap pipeline. You'll eventually get there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exciting times, though. Exciting times. Um, yeah, I mean... I think- I think now, now here's the thing. Does this confirm that they're not moving to Seattle as every Laker fan wants them to? I think it would take until the Clippers have, you know, had the jump ball for the first game in the arena for them to finally stop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, that makes sense. I had a guy who was like, why don't they just move to Seattle? I'm like, yes, they're going to leave the second biggest market in the world for the 13th. That makes total sense, buddy. Yes. So uh, that's always been the weird thing to me is when people tell the, like say that the Clippers should have just moved to Seattle. It's like, I understand the thought process of that. Like you have your own city. Like I get that, but this is LA. It's the second largest media market in the United States or North America. You know, if you want to encompass Canada, like you kind of don't, don't leave. You just yeah, don't leave you, that. You don't give that up unless you're going to somewhere similar of a media market where you'd be the only team, which I don't know where, uh, I don't know where Las Vegas 
stands on the media market list. I, I, I haven't looked in a while. I actually used to look at media market sizes because I'm weird. Um, but that would be the only one is like Vegas. Vegas I could see. And as I'm looking it up, Vegas right now is 40th. So <laughs> what? Seattle's 12th. So yeah, I Seattle 12th to 13th, 12th. Yeah. Okay. So uh, either way though, just doesn't, this didn't make sense. This just did not make sense. So um, yeah, that, that should be an exciting. Uh, I mean, I'm not excited for the drive because I don't know how that's going to go. Um, so for me, the drive doesn't change like in terms of mileage. Yeah, I mean, the, the good thing is uh, traffic should be good um, heading to El- to Inglewood. It sounds so weird to say. Actually, yeah, traffic for me. So for me, I'd have to go 405 south to get there. Yeah, same. So, I, I, yeah, 101, 405. I think you and I are pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So it's like 101, 405 south. Like going there when you and I would get there is probably not a big deal. No, it shouldn't be actually, yeah. It, it's just it's, further further than the Staples Center. For you, yeah. For, for me, me yeah. for me, it's the same mileage. But yeah, I just de- I just detour off the 101 to the 405, and then um, I'm there. Getting back is going to be weird because every time I try to take the 405 and it's late at night, there's always construction oh, happening. Yep, mm-hmm. and that's the weird predicament of everything. But look, that's three years off. I'm not worried about that yet. Clippers are going to get their new arena a week from you guys, a week from today, you guys are going to be, you know, hearing and seeing and, you know, the groundbreaking will be happening and that shovel's going to go in and who knows what comes out. It could be anything. I mean, the fact that Kawhi and PG are going to be there is, is probably a good sign. Um, I mean, always think good they're going to stars to, oh, that'd be, uh, didn't Kevin Durant, do that when he was opening the uh, the Chase Center or introducing the Chase Center a couple years ago? I think so, I yeah. I thought he did. Um, yeah, but just, we just need... Oh, yeah, yeah. He had, he had the vest. He had the uh, construction vest and hat on. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, yeah that was great. Can you imagine the memes if we get Kawhi in a, in a construction <laughs> vest? After Kawhi was already in oh, a Drake video? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's just By the way, Kawhi. I'm sorry to say this, and I'm sorry I had to meme it myself. But that image of Kawhi and Drake on a sand dune was exactly like from the American Dad episode where Steve and Roger are singing on sand dunes, okay? Like, it literally was the same thing. I it was great. This episode. I'll have to, show, I'll have to send but, you the tweet. I, I actually tweeted it. Okay, I sent that over. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what would make Clipper fans happy. I mean, I guess if Kawhi comes out like... Uh, like uh, Leo DiCaprio just goes, I'm not fucking leaving at the at the groundbreaking. Maybe that'll make him happy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, exciting time. Um, three or four years away, so not I mean not too much to get excited about yet. I think if you're a Clippers fan, but um, down the line, uh, it, it should be it should be great. It should be great. Um, I, I they're gonna think- finally they're gonna have but, their own house. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, no more. You said at twelve thirty Sunday games or. Uh, I think they have a, they have a slew of Monday games that just no one gives a crap about. They're doing the Monday night football slot too. That's just trash. Excuse my language. That, that's 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 terrible. It's uh, I don't, don't want to get night football games. I don't want to get too much into like how trash their schedule is, but it's very bad. I mean the five and sevens. Yeah, 
trying to work you up, buddy. Can you get worked up here? No. I'm looking at their schedule right now that I put into the spreadsheet and I need to back five, it up. Five, five, and seven is the only team in the NBA with that? Uh, are they the only team with five? Yes. Portland has four, uh, four of them. I think San Antonio has five. Uh, I thought you sent. I thought you tweeted out the list. Clippers are the only one. I had the list slightly wrong. Ah, uh, you made a mistake. Uh, Portland has five. Sacramento has. I'm sorry. Portland has five. San Antonio has four. No other team in the NBA has at least four. Mm-hmm. So Clippers and Blazers have five. Five and sevens. Spurs have four. Um. Oh yeah. I guess since we last talked everyone, I input all the schedules into a spreadsheet. So if you ever want to see that, just hit me up on Twitter. Um, is a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Charge, you for, that up. charge for that work. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> if I charge too much, no one's ever going to listen or read or whatever. Anyways. Um, all right. We're done. This was a interesting podcast. Cause there's not really much to talk about, but the arena is coming. So that's cool. Um, the schedule sucks. So that's not cool. But uh, Tomer, where can people find you? You know what? I don't, don't, don't mention. I don't care. No one cares. Anyways, yeah. Everybody, take quiet. it easy. What'd you say? I said no. It's been pretty quiet. I've just been watching my show and trying to take it easy. So, yeah. Wait, what show? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Don't be so disappointed. It's funny. Jeez. I've never seen a Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. <gasps> Get the. F- uh, I mean, I'm sorry. It it actually took an interesting t- turn because obviously everyone hates cops right now, and it's a cop show, um, so it actually took some pretty interesting turns this season. Um, so yeah, I, I was just watching it. If you haven't watched it, it's pretty funny. I uh, I th- the last time that we talked, did I tell you I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, you did. I finished it all the way. What the how? That quickly? I mean. There's only a hundred episodes and they're only a half hour a piece. Only a hundred episodes and they're only 30 minutes. Do you hear yourself talking or you can binge watch that in like three weeks, man. I mean, if you're doing literally nothing else, sure. What do you think I was doing? Well, now I know literally nothing else. <laughs> literally nothing else. I was just watching the... about schedules and that's right. Watching some random fights or something or watching F1. That's right. Whatever else listen, I don't know. Listen, if if you follow me on Twitter, which I'm assuming you might do. Yeah. First off, that was your first mistake is following <laughs> me on Twitter. Secondly, you will understand. I watch literally everything. Anything sports related. I will watch. It's just how it goes. Yeah, I refuse to. I refuse to get into the I muted Jake Paul. Oh, I, muted, I muted both the Paul brothers. So during that, whatever the fight that was going on, my timeline was just quiet. That must have been so nice. Oh, man. My friend kept DMing me. I'm like, dude, leave me alone. I muted this for a reason. I don't care. <laughs> it's like the uh, <laughs> it's like the picture of the kid on the swing as the fires rage behind yeah. them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Tomer. Well, yeah. We're getting right. out of here. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you guys in a little while. Everybody take it easy. Stay safe. Do what you're doing. Bye, everybody. Yeah, I can't talk that.